Hello, I'm Janet Davis, and welcome to Food Plus Freedom Podcast. Today is February 20th, 2024, episode 21. Why and how you better be locally independent. We're going to have a chat today on five reasons why. Then I'll give you five tips you can add to what you're already doing for independence. If you haven't started your local independence yet, it's time to start. Or don't, and just be in the same place tomorrow as you are today. That's completely up to you, but please, open your eyes to what's going on. Remember, Food Plus Freedom is a solution-based podcast and website for freedom-loving people just like you, where you get solutions about food, supplies, and finding freedom for your family without always depending on big government, big business, or big agriculture. Please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode. Don't forget to visit our website at foodplusfreedom.com for more podcasts, podcast show notes, articles, videos, plus sign up for our free newsletter, which comes out every Tuesday, giving you information and letting you know what we are up to. You can find us on social media, Twitter and Truth at Food Plus Freedom, Rumble. We're currently uploading all videos and podcasts to Rumble, Podbean, foodplusfreedom.podbean.com, telegram, food, underscore, plus, underscore, freedom. Don't forget to stay to the end for the tip of the day. Now, on with the show. Podcast 21, Why and How You Better Be Locally Independent. In order to start with the why you need to be locally independent, I need to point out a few things that is going on in the world. I am not being political or taking sides. Though they are all stem from politics, I am simply pointing out the truths that either will or already are affecting your supply chain. These are worldwide issues and don't think they aren't going to affect you. If your eyes are wide open, good for you. If your eyes are semi-open, you see it happening, but you don't think it's in your neck of the woods or it's not that bad, then you are in denial. If you think none of this is happening, hopefully the truth will find you sooner than later. And no, I am not being an alarmist, just a realist. So what is going on why you better be locally independent? You could say we are in the middle of a political war and us mere mortals are the pawns in the middle. Number one, illegal immigration. According to worldpopulationreview.com, the top five countries as of 2024 for immigration are as follows. United States, 52 million or 15% of the population. Germany, 16 million or 18.8% of the population. Saudi Arabia, 14 million or 39% of the population. United Kingdom, 9 million or 14% of the population. The problem is they use resources, food, supplies, etc. that take away from the legal citizens. And when it's done illegally, there isn't a means to control the flow so a country doesn't get depleted. I don't know about you, but I don't see these illegal immigrants bringing any resources with them. Has anyone seen a big boxcar of food arriving with them? Nope. Me neither. Number two, the government is going after farmers, farmland, and 
farmers are standing up, which in my opinion, they should stand up because they grow the food for the majority of the people who can't or won't, and it's their livelihood. If they don't stand up, it will be game over for our food sources. And then what are we going to do? We need to stand up for our local farmers as well. Farmers are being pushed or paid not to farm in the U.S. In the U.S., the government under the Conserve Reserve Program pays farms not to farm on parts of their lands for 10 to 15 years. We already have supply issues in the U.S. for food, but what will happen if the government gets its way and more land is put into this program? They wanted approximately 4 million acres increased that they didn't get last year. And guess what? This program has been around since 1985, so it isn't anything new. In the Netherlands, farmers are fighting against forced appropriations, a.k.a. the government's taking the farmland. The government is trying to make them sign papers and pay them not to farm. But they can't just take the money and go farm somewhere else. They have to be done. Regulations are strangling farmers in different countries and states on different regulations. In California, it's over the government not allowing adequate water for farms or the cost is getting too high. This is also happening in Madrid. The German farmers are fighting over diesel subsidiaries. In Ireland, the farmers are fighting against the culling of cows as enforced downsizing of their herds in the name of climate. Number three, regulations that are either volunteer People think they're required, but they actually aren't. Or regulations that are actually required that makes raising clean, untraceable livestock more difficult. In the chicken world, some places are vaccinating chickens and pushing you that you should too. Don't worry. I am working on an entire episode and an article about chickens so you can have more information. Plus, these regulations make the cost of purchasing chicks to be more expensive all of the time. Number four, laws and ordinances from cities, homeowners associations, towns, etc., that may be or may not yet be being enforced are on the books. And some of them aren't even on the books. Somewhere, someone has made up the regulations or rule and just says it's real when it's not. I know that sounds funny, but that has happened many times where Government wants to have a regulation, but they can't get it passed. So they just say it's a regulation so that people will do it. And they don't actually tell them it's volunteer, but they get away with it. Some so-called rules go after foods, gardening, backyard chickens, and adding a greenhouse to your property. Some places are starting to go after homeowners under a rule of what a front yard is supposed to look like and what type of plants can be planted. People have been cited in almost every state for growing their own food for whatever the reason the ordinance has been interpreted as. Some have been slapped with fines, given a warning, or asked to jump through hoops to grow food that was legal, all to persuade people to not grow food. If they make it difficult for you, they figured you're just not going to do it. If you live in the country, you probably don't have the above issue, but the USDA has now deemed anyone with one chicken as agriculture. And this could open the door for them to try and control what you are doing too. Number five, 
If you like Trump or not, isn't the issue. It's what the government and legacy media is doing to him that affects every person in America. As of yesterday, with the persecution of President Trump, truckers are refusing to make deliveries to New York City. Plus, large corporations and investors have said they aren't going to invest in the state, and some are vowing to leave. If you don't live in New York City or the state, then you may think, eh, this won't affect me. But you'd be wrong because it could happen anywhere. And as the economy collapses in New York, people either be displaced, move to other areas on their own, or have to be more self-sufficient. And yes, there's much more. So what do you do besides everything you can? Here are five solutions to each of these issues and a little bit more. Number one. Get into the reality of your life while being aware of the world. Focus on where you need to go to be more independent. Learn to grow, learn to stock from local sources, learn to find your resources in your area. You cannot stop the illegal immigration into your country. You can buy things made locally so you're keeping your money in your community. You can't stop the legacy media from giving you one side of the stories. If you haven't noticed, they're all parroting each other. You can turn off the news and the TV for that matter. You can find alternative forms of media to find out more and decide on your own. I wouldn't suggest shutting yourself out because you want to know of the world, but not be of the world. You know it's crazy when Amish acquaintances ask you to look specific information up on your smartphone when you're shopping in their stores, but it's starting to happen. I started a game several years ago that each time I got really ticked off at political crap, I planted something, raised more livestock, or helped someone else do the same. The best form of revenge is always success. Number two, if you don't live in the country, find out what ordinances, rules, regulations, codes, etc. affect where you live. Ask for the code or the law so you can look it up yourself to find out if it is voluntary, enforceable, and all the regulations that go with that rule. If you live in a homeowners association, find out if it's an enforceable homeowners association, not just somebody down the road that doesn't like what you're doing. We found out one of the homeowner associations we lived in years and years ago that anything that had been broken and nobody had reported for over a year was no longer a rule. The code enforcer wasn't going to tell us that, but we had that in writing. So make sure you know the rules that are holding you back or I don't want to say that you're going to break because we're not out there to break rules. We're out there to grow food, but there might be these obstacles we need to go around. And a lot of times it's because somebody has interpreted or determined what they want that rule to mean and it causes trouble. Other places residents have had to get it legal counsel and you have to go to the town board. Find out the rules so you know what you're dealing with and hit it head on. They want you to stop. Don't stop and get more people in your, your the area to go with you. Because the more people that get together to fight it so that you can be independent, 
the more independent you can be. And remember, if no one knows what you're doing, they can't complain. You can grow a lot of rabbits or quail in a garage or shed. You can grow tons of low tunnels in a fenced yard. You can grow much food between flowers and shrubs and inside. And you can buy from your local farmer, homesteader, or neighbor that's doing the same thing. Number three, regulations that aren't regulations for growing your own livestock. Hmm, that's a mouthful. When I talk about clean livestock, I'm talking about livestock that doesn't have vaccinations, antibiotics, genetically modified food, and can live like nature intended. I'm also talking about the freedom to grow your own livestock without being tracked. Why not being tracked or traced? Because no one needs to know what you're raising to regulate you. If you are growing food for yourself and a few close friends, that should be your business. Know what the real rules and not voluntary rules are for each species you raise, harvest, and butcher. For instance, in the United States, goats and sheep have something called a scrapey program. It used to be volunteer. It no longer is. It has to do with tagging. They really want all animals to have these RFID implants um, because they can just be scanned. But they're expensive and we're not going to do it. They do allow visual tags. I believe a lot of the changes were in 2019. Just go find the rules out and see what you need to do and where the exceptions are. Remember, you're growing food for yourself. You're not selling it through livestock places. And if you are, you're going to have to go by the rules or they're not going to let you go through. There are also groups pushing vaccines for the chickens. Stay away from breeders that want you to vaccinate for anything for your chickens. Check out what each vaccine is for and decide if it's a good idea for you and do a lot of research. When was the last time a local chicken had a disease? Probably never. Buy from local hatcheries or friends. No animal in my book needs medicated feed just in case. That would be like you taking an antibiotic all the time, just in case. It's much better to let your livestock be strong and naturally cooling themselves through the strength of the animal. Cooling is when you get rid of weaker animals or traits you don't want on your homestead. Number four, as more and more farmers are being affected by regulations, government costs being pushed out and them needing to push back, the less food they will grow. This is part of the design. If they're fighting for their rights and your rights for food, they can't be in the field. If you choose to purchase from regular grocery stores, buy from companies that are not involved in the chaos of the demise of the farmer. If you're against the fake meat agenda, don't buy from companies that are pushing it or buying into it. Buy food that's at your local store from local farmers or as close as local as you can get. And of course, buy from farmer's market, get involved in community supportive agriculture, community gardens, and grow your own. The closer your food and food for your animals, the more independent you are. We look at any place we can drive to pick up seed, etc., and be home within two to two and a half hours. And always buy organically grown for you and your livestock. No GMO, no pesticides, 
you'll be healthier, your animals be, will be healthier, your land will be healthier. Number five, as I've said, you have no control over the world going mad. You can get involved politically if you choose, but we are here to talk about freedom and food. One huge way to be locally independent is to create a community or group of like-minded people and start working together. We tend to want to be isolated, mainly because the world has gone mad, but you need a community. Unfortunately, this may also mean leaving good friends and family members in the dark about what you're doing if they are not like-minded. This means talking to people and going with your gut. Help others grow gardens, live livestock, fish, hunt, etc. Help each other learn skills and lend your skills to others too. You can do it through volunteering, actually one-for-one bartering, or just do it. Just make sure you make your family priority and you're taken care of first. Why? Because if you help everyone else and not yourself, you're worse off and can't help anyone anyhow. It's like on the airplane when the flight attendant tells you about the emergency procedure. If you're flying with a minor or someone that needs assistance, Please place your mask on first. Make the other person promise they will behave, then help them too. It's the same situation. Remember, homesteading is a peace of mind, not a piece of land, and anyone can do it. Thank you for listening. This is Janet Davis from Food Plus Freedom. Please visit our website at foodplusfreedom.com. Now hang tight for the tip of the day. Have you ever reached into the cookie jar and found out that the cookies were hard? I know, that's hard to believe. Cookies not gone in hours or days? Well, it happens. Here's an easy fix for cookies that should be soft that have gone hard. Simply put a piece of non-stale bread into the cookie jar and close it. The moisture from the bread will go into the cookies. Eventually the bread will become stale and you might have to switch it out for another piece of bread. This works with homemade bread and cookies too. It doesn't work with burnt cookies though. Yes, I've tried that. Well, now you know. Grow food, buy local, gain freedom. Until next time.